welcome. It's indisputable, good to be with you. We got a lot of show today. In the bullpen, we have my dear old buddy, Shelly Winter. I know, I know, I am going to try and keep the train on the track, I promise. All right, we're gonna debate the filibuster and maybe a few other items should be quite interesting. Good Friday to everyone, top story of the day. The US Supreme Court has now blocked Joe Biden's executive action for a vaccine protocol, not mandate. I will get into that in a moment, but vaccine protocol as it relates to employers with 100 employees or more. Now this should not be a shock to those in the political hierarchy on the left because it was well known that this decision may very well fall on partisan lines. That's exactly what happened, all right? So I do agree with the dissent. The more left leaning justices said this was quite appropriate based on the law. And those that lean right said it is not. So let me give you some background to this. The US Supreme Court struck down the Biden administration's vaccine or test rule Thursday, declaring that OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, had exceeded its authority. Now, let me remind you about messaging, and I've talked about this from day one. Democrats have a real difficult time properly messaging something. I literally heard Democrats on CNN and other places calling it a vaccine mandate. It was never a vaccine mandate, it was a vaccine protocol. A vaccine mandate would mean that this was a mandate that everybody had to get it. That was not the case. You had various exemptions. Number one, you could test out once every seven days. Number two, there was a religious exemption. Number three, there was a philosophical exemption. And number four, there was a medical exemption, not a mandate, but definitely a protocol, all right? Number two, the other part of this whole thing, like the big part is that Biden was aware that this would likely get overturned or at least a strong possibility. But even when the administration was pressed about the possibility of the Supreme Court, the response was basically, hey, guess what? By that time, a whole lot of people would have been vaccinated because of this protocol and Americans will have lives saved, all right? But at the same time, the court upheld a regulation issued by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid services that mandates vaccines for almost all employees at hospitals, nursing homes, and other healthcare providers that receive federal funding. So we call this a mixed decision, okay? This is a mixed decision. So on one hand, the Supreme Court says no to the mandates, I disagree. With the majority, I agree with the dissent in this, but that is the ruling of the court. But on the other hand, they said if it happens to be a healthcare facility that receives federal funding on any level, then the mandate or protocol is proper. Now, let's go back to what's not happening. You will not see any left-leaning group storm the US Capitol. You will not see left-leaning groups call to get weapons and possibly kill members of the government. You will not see left-leaning groups call for the death of conservative Supreme Court justices. Left-leaning groups are not going to go to the streets and act out in violence. You know why? Because those who are progressives, they demonstrate their values within the context 
of the system they believe in. They believe in the system of change. They believe in the system of progress. And so they are going to express these values in the context of that system. And they are going to follow and uphold the legacy of great Americans like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Those on the other side, not so much. So this gives a massive contrast to those in this country who actually would like to see this country be all it can be. It's amazing how those on the right will argue that in order for America to be great, you must kill Americans. That in order for America to be great, you must destroy the Constitution. That in order for America to be great, you must dismiss democracy and rule of law. But those on the left are going to continue to fight the ultimate battle over and over again. Because we push the needle. It's a game of chess, not checkers. Remember that lesson. The game of chess is different from the game of checkers. In checkers, you use power to gain position. But in chess, you use position to gain power. The question is, have we moved the needle in the right direction? And I would emphatically say yes. The needle is moving in the right direction. Even with a conservative Supreme Court, the Biden administration did get at least half a win, which is more than the Biden administration has done for themselves, okay? There's more. The vote to invalidate the vaccine or test regulation was a six to three vote along ideological lines. Although Congress has indisputably given OSHA the power to regulate occupational dangers, it has not given that agency the power to regulate public health more broadly. Now I want you to remember that, that is according to the ruling. The majority said in an unsigned opinion, Requiring the vaccination of 84 million Americans selected simply because they work for employers with more than 100 employees certainly falls in the latter category. Now remember, they said, hey, OSHA has broad powers based on the 1970 law that Congress passed. That law gets its power out of the Commerce Clause of the US Constitution. Once again, I stand with the dissent. But those in the majority opinion said, hey, the reason why we're saying this is illegal is because OSHA does not have the power to regulate these massive health issues in the workplace. I disagree, let me show you why. 1970, the Occupational Safety and Health Act, commonly called OSHA, was enacted to create what? Safe working conditions by authorizing standard work practices. Congress found that workplace personal injuries and illnesses, this is in the wording of the congressional law, and illnesses contributed to a decline in production and wages, plus an increase in medical expenses and disability compensation. The act was designed to ensure that workers are protected from hazards that may affect their safety and Health, word for word, statutory language is in the actual bill passed in 1970. Yes, OSHA has the authority based on the legal statutory language to regulate as it relates to health. The dissent, once again, in my opinion, was correct. There's more. So Justices Stephen Breyer, Sotomayor, Kagan, 
the court's three left leaning, they dissented. In an opinion written by Breyer, Breyer, they said the conservative majority seriously misapplies the applicable legal standards, I agree. And in doing so, it stymies the federal government's ability to counter the unparalleled threat that COVID-19 poses to our nation's workers. I completely agree with that summary in the dissent of the US Supreme Court, all right? The decision to invalidate the regulation comes as COVID-19 cases soar. Earlier this week, a record 1.4 million new cases were reported in one day. Hospitals across the country have been swamped, mainly with unvaccinated patients. Some hospitals are reporting that 88% of the hospitalizations are people that are not vaccinated. The situation has been serious enough to prompt some governors to call out the National Guard to help. Even as governors and some other Republican dominated states have made vaccine mandates illegal. They're talking out of both sides of their ass basically. In a statement, President Biden said, and I quote, he was disappointed that the Supreme Court has chosen to block common sense life-saving requirements from employees at large businesses that were grounded squarely in both science and the law. Once again, I agree with the dissent. The president said his administration's various vaccination requirements have saved lives, yep. And he called on business leaders to immediately join those who have already stepped up, including one third of Fortune 100 companies and institute vaccination requirements to protect their workers, customers and communities. Once again, vaccination protocol should have been the messaging standard for the president and others. The court upholds mandates for health workers in stark contrast to the decision in the OSHA case, the court voted five to four in the CMS case to uphold mandatory vaccinations for Medicare and Medicaid providers. The court's three liberals, according to the narrative, were joined by Chief Justice Roberts and Kavanaugh, okay? This is going to be interesting because I actually believe this will be challenged on another level. But it's going to be interesting to see exactly how this pans out legislatively because at some point you have to create legislative behind these executive orders and judicial judicial rulings. Right now you do not have exact legislation to govern this other than what states, primarily Republican states have decided to write into law. But there you have it, guess what? Nobody's trying to destroy the country. Next story, very sad situation, but it actually highlights a good cop. A good cop stopped a bad cop from doing something illegal. A good cop saw that a bad cop who happened to be a sergeant was about to mace, pepper spray, a suspect already in handcuffs in the back of a police cruiser. So this good cop, it's a young woman, on the force, grabbed the bad cop and pulled him away. What did the bad cop do? Well, he turned around and choked her out in front of her colleagues. Yeah, that's what he did, should have been arrested on the damn spot. Let me give you the background, Sunrise, Florida. A sergeant is now on desk duty and under investigation following an incident that took place November 19th. We're just getting the video. The body cam shows Sergeant Christopher Police grabbing the throat of a young female officer after she pulled him back from a cuffed suspect. Let me show you the first screenshot. 
So this sergeant comes armed with mace. The suspect is backing away from him inside of the vehicle. So the sergeant runs up, the guy's in the car, and he's now going to mace the individual when the person has already been arrested, okay? Let me show you the next pictures. Now, what you see, the blurred image is a young female officer who has now intervened and pulled the sergeant completely away from the suspect who is handcuffed and made sure that the suspect had his rights respected. That's a hero. And this is what happened after she intervened. The sergeant turns around and he chokes her in front of all of his colleagues and the suspect. Okay, here's what I'm thankful for. The chief spoke up, the chief actually said something. The chief, Anthony Rosa, shared his reaction with seven investigators and said, I find this behavior to be disgusting. I think the video speaks for itself. The chief also applauded the young officer saying, so I'm very proud of this police officer. She took some definitive action. I can only imagine what she must be feeling. She's a newer officer, keep that in mind. A newer officer and he's a very senior sergeant. The 28 year old who seven investigates did not name has been with Sunrise Police for just over two and a half years. Compare that to 46 year old Sergeant Christopher Police, a 21 year plus veteran of the force. Yeah, you see, we keep talking reform. We just need police reform. No, you need police replacement. The reason why this happened, the reason why there's a good cop story out of this is because there was a new cop who chose to be good, who chose to do the right thing. And thankfully, the chief of police is standing with her. However, everyone here knows that Sergeant should have been arrested on the spot, which proves the culture that permeates still protects people like him. She was a victim of assault. She was choked out by a sergeant who this woman did exactly what she was supposed to do. She has a duty to intervene, to protect and serve, and she did that. She did it quite well. Here's what led up to it. Just a minute earlier, the body camera shows a man being walked by officers to a patrol car. He was being arrested for aggravated battery after police say he hit people outside of a convenience store. The man under arrest is already in handcuffs, but officers appear to be having difficulty getting him into the car. Around that time, the sergeant pulls up, walks up to the suspect. Sunrise Police Chief Anthony Rosa says he cannot tell us what the sergeant said, but says it made the situation worse. So the police chief said, listen, I won't tell you what the guy said. But I will tell you this, what the sergeant said made everything worse, made everything worse and he did not deescalate. That's what the chief of police said during an interview. He said, and I quote, I find it to be inappropriate and unprofessional because what he did 
is he escalated the situation when calm was actually required. Now, here's the kicker. There's a new law. There's a new law. Here's the law. There's a new state law requiring departments train officers on their duty to intervene. Yes, duty to intervene, meaning if you don't do it, you have now committed a criminal act. If they see another officer using excessive force, Chief Rosa says Sunrise already has policies requiring intervening and de-escalation. They are not interested in releasing the audio, so here's what they did now. They released the video, would not release the audio. Why do you think? The culture, there is still something there. So even though the chief of police is praising what this young officer did, he did that during an interview, he has to. It was physical assault, the sergeant was absolutely wrong. But why is the sergeant still getting paid? Why is the sergeant still employed? Why is the sergeant on desk duty? Why has the sergeant not been arrested? If you're talking about protecting those that are heroes among your ranks, like this particular woman who decided to stand up, and all of these damn men who saw this woman being choked out did absolutely nothing but let it happen, your culture is still corrupt. That 28 year old who did this needs to be the new chief. I hope she's on the pathway to leadership and law enforcement quickly. The sergeant should be arrested. We're gonna stay on top of this story and bring you updates as they develop. Do you remember a story I covered not too long ago? Um, teenage singer who decided to go on a racist rant. Let me uh, give you more of that video, here it is. Mexicans and Middle Easterns out, all they do is wanna kill people. <laughs> what? <laughs> what about what? Africa. How do you feel about Germans? Y'all are Nazis, but since y'all hate gay people and black people, I support Hail. <laughs> Hail Hitler! Honestly, Hitler was a pretty quality man, and he went out the right way by killing himself. I feel like I'd rather kill myself than be killed by a firing squad. That Let's think of Favorite N word? Okay, I have an update for this story that includes the parents of this young racist individual. But before I go to the parent side, there was more video. Here's the other part. What's your favorite like, racial slurs? Oh God. Okay. Keep going. Nice, nice. Literally, I'll give you a little arms. Damn shame. That's Gracie Wood, a popular singer. This is in South Carolina, okay? Now, 
I have said this many times that I stand by it. Racist children, racist parents. It's not really a hard connection here. But her parents, her mother in particular, happens to be a somebody in that local community, a news anchor. The story gets deeper. Her mother, her name is Amy Woods. Let's put up their family photo. Amy Woods is a news anchor for WSPA TV in Greenville, South Carolina. Grace's father is Mike Wood, a magistrate judge. Hmm. Grace was a popular Instagram influencer and singer songwriter, but has now deleted her social media accounts, has not commented on the videos at this time. Her mother, Amy, however, took to Facebook to apologize for what her daughter did. She said, and I quote, I want to apologize on behalf of my daughter and our family for the horrific, disgusting, and vile things my daughter said on the videos so many of you have seen. Uh, doesn't count, Amy. Doesn't count. We know the words spoken have caused terrible pain. It goes on. We know the words spoken have caused terrible pain. And we are heartbroken over this since we have never tolerated racism or hate in any fashion. We stand completely opposed to any behavior that diminishes anyone. I've been a people person my whole life. And I've raised my children to love everyone. There are no excuses for anything on that tape. This is a classic, this is a classic. I'm so engulfed in privilege moment that I really don't know how to apologize. And listen, if you don't pay attention, you'll miss it. Notice the pivot because routinely what you see happen when somebody is exposed for their racism or they're apologizing for racism on any level. What they tend to do is just apologize to anybody who's offended. Oh, I'm just, I'm just apologize to everybody. No, be specific about your apology. Apologize to the victims of the rant. No, 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 they don't do that. They're not thoughtful enough to do that. They just, they just want to apologize to everybody. Anybody who was offended, we apologize to everybody. I'm a good person. I won't tolerate this. All right. Um, her mother continues to say she believes that this was basically a setup that her daughter was set up by her friends um, and they were drinking and engaged in this kind of behavior. So with excuse, she uh, with apology, excuse me, she still gives excuse, okay? Um, the school released a statement that uh, Gracie goes to and the school said, we have been made aware of recent statements made by an Oak Brook student. While these statements were made off campus, and in a non-school related event, we find these comments and the behavior of those involved offensive and extremely disappointing. Now I want to remind everybody, you have one student on camera, the other ones are off camera, but this is a team sport. Racism is a team sport. Now there's a culture at this school that they're not willing to address because Gracie as horrible as it was what she did does not exist in a silo. That's why we have to continue to combat racism, systemic biases, 
on all levels. Remember, we've reported on children who have committed suicide because of racist students like that. We've had to do those reports here on Indisputable. I don't want to report on any more children committing suicide because they're black. We got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. We got a big deal happening, the watch list, the big homie Jared Jackson host the watch list starting January 24th. January 24th, weekdays, 12 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time. This is a new 10 week test series on TYT. Find out what stories you should be paying attention to in news, politics, culture, current events, sports, and more. So here's how you can support. Make sure you tune in live daily. Also, subscribe and follow at youtube.com forward slash watchlist TYT, facebook.com forward slash watchlist TYT. And also, Members, potentially that's you. To those who are already members of TYT, thank you, all right? Uh, TYT is in the forefront of change, not only in this nation, but beyond. We are at the forefront of a lot of change in the progressive movement, but it's because of you. TYT.com forward slash change to become part of that change machine. Uh, We have no live show on MLK Day, we have no live show because we observe the MLK holiday. Uh, We'll be back live Tuesday on January 18th. You can catch up on Indisputable, listen to previous episodes on the Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, just search for Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Click follow and rate us five stars if you enjoy the programming. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Hey. Deuces. What's your name? I don't have one. Oh, me neither. (laughs) Just playing a little hoops. What? Just shooting hoops. You're the security for Walmart? No, I don't do security. Oh, okay. You just follow people in Walmart? Yeah. Okay. That's what I like to do. Why? Right. Is that weird? No, it's not weird at all. Well, following people, people is weird. Yeah. That is kind of weird. Yeah. That's cool. We like to be weird. You with her too? All right. Uh, just make sure I get all of you. And I'm going to continue shopping. Okay, what are we going to do? We're going to make like a show or what? What are we going to do? You want us to say something? If you like. Something, if you like. Okay, what do you want us to say? Anything. Just make a fool out of yourself. Okay. What do you want me to say? Anything. What's in anything? That's up to you. Anything. I'm going to go ahead and shop and uh, you're live. Okay. Well, we're going to stand right here while you shop. You say you're going to stand here while I shop? Mm-hmm. So that's not harassment? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is Excuse asset me. protection at Walmart. That is the worst loss prevention officer I have ever seen. So this particular formation of Karenicity is actually common. Now here's what I've noticed over the years of my life. If I walk into a particular store and and it has happened to me. So if you're wondering, um, Doc, have you ever been profiled inside of a store and somebody followed you that you could tell was from loss prevention? Yes, and sometimes it's, it's a regular ass employee. 
Okay, so yes, it has happened. But I notice if I if I look a certain way, if I have on a, a suit and tie and I'm walking around, uh, you know, I don't seem to be a bother. But if I walk in with my regular clothes on, which I wear regular clothes to, I'm not in suit and tie every day. Um, all of a sudden, I'm a threat. I must be up to no good, and I get those moments in my life too. Uh, I'm glad this young man decided to turn the table and start recording that he was being followed and that he was being profiled. Um, we have no statement uh, from Walmart about this, but Walmart has been under fire uh, for this since uh, forever. If you do a quick Google, you will find that Walmart has been accused of racially profiling customers for decades. Waz, what are your thoughts here? Not very incognito at all, Doctor Richie. She she was breathing down this man's neck to the point where, like, if the point is to catch somebody in the act, or maybe loss prevention is just straight up, we're preemptive and making them think that they don't even want to try it. You know, like the the loss prevention ladies on me, somebody's watching me. I'm not even going to try to still. Maybe that's the strategy here. But if the point was to catch somebody. In the act of doing something illegal, uh, they went about this in the most horrible way possible. And you know, the thing is, I, I grew up in New York City in the 90s, early 2000s, back when what we call boosting culture was huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people would go into stores, steal stuff from Macy's and Bloomies and uh, 21st Century or, or Century 21, excuse me. Um, and so they had a robust. Loss prevention. This is something you got used to dealing with as just part of your shopping experience. If you were black, they were gonna follow you around because they thought that you were somebody that was in there to steal. But you know, it feels like in 2022, this seems a little bit over the top. Yeah, when I saw this Wozniak, I said, man, they still doing this? Like people are <laughs> literally still walking around following random black folk as if something is about to go down. Some stores have actually by policy stopped it. Because naturally, if an individual has not stolen, there is no suspicion of stealing. You got to think about this. Either you go to a store and you steal or you don't steal, right? So if if you're being followed by someone, uh, they have already profiled you as if you may steal. You haven't done anything. You have not made a move. You have not stolen anything. So they have to profile you and it's not legitimate and many companies have told their employees, do not do that to those who patronize the store. All right, we got something for you. Double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. You better back off. I'm not backing up for nothing. Actually, I actually leave. So if you don't want to listen, that's all on you. I want you to call the police. No, I ain't calling nobody. Why not? Because you need to get out. Be a bigger man, right? All Jesus, right? What? It's all Jesus, right? What does that mean? That means you need to go on about your day. Or you can just make the first movie, I guess. I don't know. Well, I'm not going to hit you, but if you... if you, uh, I'm letting you me. know you need to go. Well, I want you to call the police. I know you do, because you're wasting time. What do you mean wasting time? You see, we got all this order to put away. You're wasting time. I'm not. I'm not in your way putting away an order. But you're harassing my coworker, so I need you to go. Because she's an atheist. I don't care. Are you an atheist? I don't care. I don't care if I'm gay. You just need to go. Are you gay? It doesn't matter. If I suck, that's my own business. Oh my god! Right? 
Okay, <laughs> there's more. Here it is. Thank Listen, you. man. Thank you. Now go. You're disgusting. I love it. Now you're a piece of garbage. Anything else? That's uh, you're because you like to ask you. Okay, you're broke as. I don't I'm care. broke as. Look at that automobile. Gas in it. I'm going to. I'm going to call the police myself. You call them. I will. Looking like a fool. You're looking like a bitch. I know. So I'm out here, right? What are you going to do? I'm out here, right? Are you going to attack me? I'm out here, right? I'm out here at my job. Like I said, if I was, if it was 8 o'clock, oh man, believe. Believe. Believe what? Believe. What? Oh my God, believe. What would you do? Oh, believe it. What? Try like to go this? down on me? <laughs> a lot of things. Like I said, you want to go? No, I'm going to call the police. Call them. Take your little ass bitch inside. Piece of garbage. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. And he wonders why we're not going to serve him nothing today. He wonders why he's not getting gas today. Well, I'm getting gas. Not here. You want to bet on that? Yep. How much money do you have on you? All right, let's bet it. How much? Enough. I'll bet you $1,000. All right, let's do You got it. a thousand bucks? Uh, do you have it? All right, I might have more than $1,000. <laughs> you don't have $3 to get gas. Get some gas. Shut up, bitch. Go, go ask somebody for gas. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> I know, it hurts you your feelings. You HIV blood, huh? <laughs> I know. You'll give me the whole Jesus. Thank you. Just wait till the police come. I can't wait. He's got a nice car and can't get gas, man. I applaud this young man. I would have had to clock out. But I applaud this young man for keeping his cool, uh, creating levity in the situation as much as can be. But yes, he was offended, obviously. Uh, these things were offensive. And we have to be reminded that those that work in service industries and in retail at convenience stores, they receive this kind of rudeness, these attacks on a regular basis, okay? That's why many of them know how to respond to it. And it seems to roll off them, but stuff sticks, all right, everybody's a human being. So I wanna take a moment to say big ups to the guy who was a stand up employee, who did the right thing, who was respectful during the entire time. And let's put up the picture of this male Karen. We have not been able to identify him, but I'm sure somebody knows exactly who he is. And there you have it, once again. Showing you America. Wozni, what are your thoughts on this? The part, <laughs> there's so much going on in this video. It's a lot. The, the, the part where uh, he says that he, you know, he claims that he's gay, and the guy's like, You're gay? <laughs> right. Oh my God. It's like, you know, when mom made meatloaf, and you know, maybe you thought she was getting <laughs> some spaghetti or some fried chicken, and he's like, Meatloaf? Brussels sprouts? Oh. He was so disappointed. It was <laughs> that was just uh, just an interesting video, and then you know he begins to go in his homophobic rant or whatever, talking about ass juice and all kinds of. It was it was a lot. I, I, it's, I don't know, like these people don't get paid enough, honestly, to deal with this right. kind of 
ridiculousness, but I feel I'm glad that he was patient and he was resolute in his, you know, in his decision to not serve this guy. There's no reason to treat people like this just because, you know, they're working somewhere. Right. Well said. All right. We got him on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. A white father kills a black man in road rage. Here's the video. That's hard to watch, I know. I know that's hard to watch, it's hard for me to watch. But the real victim is this man, let's put up his picture. Okay, keep that picture up. A white North Carolina driver has been charged with first degree murder for the alleged fatal shooting of that 32 year old black man who's a veteran and a father of three, okay? His name is Steven Addison. Let's show some pictures of Steven's family, okay? He was 32 years of age, a father, husband, army veteran. The piece of garbage that killed him is this man. Roger Dale Nobles Jr. I'm gonna give you some background to this horrible tragedy where a monster decided to take the life of a good man. But he's not the only monster here in my opinion. I'm gonna highlight something to you. Steven Addison was shot by 51 year old Roger Dale Nobles a senior as the biker argued with his son, Roger Dale Nobles Jr., all right? In an intersection on Monday, that's January 3rd, according to WRAL. The bullet whizzed past Nobles Jr., who did not flinch or react. Now, that's important to note. The son did not flinch or react and struck Addison in the chest. Nobles Jr., then got back into his father's 1992 Chevy pickup. And his father calmly waited until the light turned green to drive away from the Fayetteville intersection of Skibo and Cliffdale Roads. That's according to WRAL again. Noble Sr., the father, was arrested upon arriving home after the incident. He's charged with first degree murder. His son was taken into custody and questioned. Prosecutors may also weigh hate crime charges after a neighbor claimed Noble Senior had a history of calling her the N word and putting her, and I quote, through hell. Let's go ahead and put up a picture of the son, okay? The son, Roger Dale Nobles Jr., has not been charged for this incident. But security experts who reviewed the video suspect he knew exactly what was going down and he knew exactly what was about to happen. Anthony Waddy, an analyst with SAB Consulting, 
said that Nobles Jr's body language shows that he played a key role in the shooting where he's actually standing in reference to what he called in the military, what they called in the military, a fatal funnel. He's clearly out of harm's way. Wadi said it appears that Nobles Jr. anticipated the shooting and cleared a path for his father to fire the shots. Okay, racist coward, okay? I really do hope you get everything you deserve, you and your son. But the son, based on this video, he knew what was about to go down. The son has not been charged. We're gonna follow that story. But this is, and I said this before, this is who you gotta worry about. You know, Trump, it is what it is. Is Trump a problem? Of course, Trump is a problem. But you know who else is a problem? And really a more massive problem? The people that think like Trump, the racist individuals that are your school teachers, that teach your children, that are judges in the community. They're in traffic with you at a red light, ready to kill the first black person that says something that they don't like. These people are among us, they are in this country, they are here. And at any time, they're willing to commit murder in order to say they killed a black person. Wisney, what are your thoughts on this, man? Yeah, so 2022, that's a lynching. Yeah. Uh, they just decided to take this man's life into their own hands uh, and just straight up just cold blooded kill him in the street as if he was a dog. But I hesitate to say that because in America, you could never do a dog like that <laughs> and yeah. get away with it. Uh, so it's, you know, obviously it's awful. I hope these guys, both of them, um, are prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, and it, you know, it kind of makes you wonder how how black folks can even feel safe at any moment in this country when you could just be minding your business and be accosted by just some people who are angry at you just by the fact of your existence. It's it's a really scary notion, and you know, I'm somebody who I'm I'm not a gun advocate. I'm not one of these people who who thinks that everybody should be brandishing iron. But man, how can you believe that black people shouldn't be armed and ready to defend themselves at all times in these places with these gun laws when white people can just straight up just walk up to you and shoot you? Yeah, man, I really wish this brother was was better able to protect himself from these crazy people. That's all you know. My heart goes out to his family. Yeah. I just wish he was better protected, man, because God knows society's not protecting him. Right. Yeah. Um, family and friends in disarray. Uh, this was a father uh, and community leader and also US veteran. My question is, uh, where are all of the military veteran buddies to come out against this insanity that happened to him? Police decided to arrest a man for doing something that is legal and constitutionally protected. Here's the video. Put your hand behind your back. For what? Put your other hand behind your My back. My kids is right there. Okay. You you either, you're either gonna follow instructions or you're gonna go to jail. What instructions? Come over. Has he broken the law? Has he broken the law? That's what I'm asking. What laws are breaking? That's what I'm trying to ask. Has he broken the law? You ain't told me nothing. Look, I, we don't look. We don't want you without a permit. Soliciting what? Whatever you're soliciting. So you don't even know what I'm doing. He's soliciting. That's why we're trying to come over here and talk to me. 
Thank Let's you. Keep, keep that rolling. I'm here. recording. If he if there's problems, if you don't want him doing that, then it, yeah. that can be done. But like he's not doing anything wrong. Where's your idea? He lives here. Give me your ID. For what? Has he broken a law? Is he committing a crime? I just told you. Soliciting without a permit. So listen, I don't have to ask for any money or anything. Okay. What am I soliciting? Then what are you doing? How about you tell you for any money? No. So what am I, I'm he hasn't tried to sell money. me anything. Yeah. Then what are you doing? It's clicking sixes, that's what I'm doing. I can do that. What? It doesn't matter. I can do that. It does matter. Uh, we, we have, have a right a caller, to... which is why we're here making contact with you. Okay. What does the caller tell you? I didn't ask nobody for any money or anything. For what? Okay. Where's your ID at? See, they, they ask all the questions, but they don't want to answer no questions. If you fail to identify yourself, you're going to go to jail. But he's not committed a crime, and he's not doing anything wrong. We have the right. We have the right to petition in this country. No, I'm not. Turn around and put your hands behind your back under arrest. What am I going to arrest for? Can I have your badge number, sir? And opposing. Turn around and put your hands. Hindering what? There's no investigation because there's been no crime committed. Okay, well, don't play with my rights. I need your badge number. Turn around. You're under arrest. What you going to do with the kid? You're under arrest. I thought we were going to do about McGee. We'll figure that out. Turn around. You'll figure that out? Seriously? What's the under arrest for? You What's your badge number, officer? You legally you have to provide it. that to oh, me. You're you on my property, it. on my camera, under my surveillance, with my sticker in the window, and you owe me a badge number, both of you. We'll get you that when we're finished. When you're right finished, now. I need a badge number now, or I'm going to have them call them, and then I'll have your superiors come down here. There are due processes that you need to follow as officers, right. and you're not, so please give me your badge number. I'm not asking you for anything else but a badge number. I'm doing with not you. You're on my property, on my camera, under my surveillance, so we have a problem. Because you're definitely tripping. You know, here's the great irony of all of this. The same crowd that will say, wearing a mask is unconstitutional and a violation of my rights. They are silent on actual violations like this because it doesn't fit their narrative. Uh, the man there was in Michigan. Uh, the Michigan cop felt he needed to arrest this black male. Uh, he committed no crime. The black male committed no crime. His actions were constitutionally protected. Um, the sheriff of the county had to come out with a statement and basically say, hey, there was no crime being committed here. Uh, they just wanted to lock somebody up. So the deputies involved were from Calhoun County Sheriff's Office in Michigan. The man being arrested is LaRon Marshall. Uh, the sheriff's name, however, or the deputies, excuse me, their names um, have not been released, not yet. We're gonna stay on top of the story. Later on in the 10 minute video, the arresting deputy can be seen shoving Marshall into a patrol car with force. This shamefully typical story of an interaction between a law enforcement officer and an innocent black man at least has some what of a silver lining. The deputy who disregarded the victim's constitutional rights, not to mention his appeal to them that he was a resident of the neighborhood, has been fired for his actions. Fired for his actions, all right? Um, the county sheriff's office, they came up with a statement saying, hey, this was wrong, should not have happened, blah, blah, blah. Great, good. Now, are you gonna do something about the culture of that police department? because? It wasn't just one cop who did it, it was two. Wasney thoughts. You know, 
I gotta say, man, but my my bar for expectation is pretty low. I'm pretty satisfied with the firing here. At least somebody was held accountable for this. This is gross misconduct by the police here. Um, and again, <laughs> you know, when cops talk about my job is hard, I'm always in the line of fire. It's so scary. Oh my God, uh, woe is me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know how you could watch this video and hear cops complain about you know how fragile their lives are in the line of duty when they're doing their jobs. It's like, bro, a lot of times y'all just harassing people you for know, no freaking reason whatsoever. It, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm happy some action was taken because I think firing guys, people losing pensions again. I'm somebody who thinks it should be an extreme situation where somebody gets fired. However, police should be held to a higher standard. Right. We give them this level of responsibility and autonomy over the lives of the citizenry. You do something like this, egregious misuse of your power, you get fired, man. I think that sends messages to people. Yeah, it, it definitely sends a message, but he didn't do this in a silo. He had the help of another officer. Of and obviously yep. he's an expression of the culture of that police department. And I'm sure that he's done this before and who's going to review his record. To say on these other arrests, bad arrest. Okay, <laughs> all right. Wise to tell people how they can follow you. Check you out, man. Hey, of course, you know, check out everything we do at theringer.com. I cover the NBA, pop culture, movies, TV, you name it, over at The Ringer. Every Tuesday night after the bonus show on Twitch, we do Wozniak on the TYT Twitch stream. Make sure you're checking that out every 5.30 p.m. PS on Pacific Standard Time every single Tuesday. And of course, check out the Woke Bros with me and Nando Vila. That comes out every single Thursday, wherever you get your podcast. Big homie, as always, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for being on the show. Appreciate you. Peace to you guys. Happy Martin Luther King weekend to everybody. Happy King weekend. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable.